This week, I've been preparing to continue to preach through the Sermon on the Mount, the series that we've been in at First Baptist. But in light of all of the events that we've been going through over the, the past week as, as, as a people and, and a nation and a world, I really felt led to, to depart from that. And so I got up on Saturday morning and just really felt like that the Lord was drawing my heart to the 46th Psalm. And so we're going to be there this morning and we're going to talk about trusting God in troubled times. And so I invite you to turn to Psalm 46 and hopefully you're watching, maybe you've got family or friends with you. And so just open God's word and we're going to read the Psalm together and then we're going to walk through it. So Psalm 46 and we're going to look at the entire Psalm. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord. How he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I remember the week of 9-11 and just remembering what we, we went through as a, a nation and just trying to absorb all of that. And, and one of the things that stood out to me that week was that we, we thought that we were in charge and we found out that we were not really in charge. We watched the, the World Trade Center, the, the, the Twin Towers, the, the, the symbol, of, of economic might crumble to the ground. We, we watched the, the, the Pentagon, the, the, the center of, of military might on, on fire with, with part of it caved in. And, and we realized that, that we, we weren't as in charge as we, we thought that we were. And, and this week, as things have just continued to un, unfold and, and, and the news was coming in so fast, we couldn't even keep up with it day by day with, with the coronavirus. It was the same kind of feeling, wasn't it? Uh, who could have imagined uh, a month ago, even a week ago, that, that this mysterious illness would, would just bring our, our culture and our world virtually to a, a standstill. And, and we're reminded that we think we're in charge, but we're, we're not really in charge. But you know what? Our God is very much in charge. 
And that's where we begin in Psalm 46 with God's sovereignty. To say that God is sovereign means that that he's in control. Let's look together at at verse 6. The psalmist says the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. This virus did not take God by surprise, nor is he overwhelmed by it, nor is it too difficult for him to solve. In fact, one of the things we should be praying is for God to give supernatural insight to medical researchers who are are, are looking for a vaccine and that, that he would get the glory for that. But until then, let's pray that God would use this time of trial and testing in our lives to do a great thing for our good and for his glory. You know, I think about the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. Here was this young guy, he's sold as a slave at the age of 17 and sold by his own brothers. And he's taken to to Egypt and there he was falsely accused of of a crime and and thrown into a dungeon and he's he's rotting in this dungeon for years but then through God's providential workings he, he rises to become the right hand man to the Pharaoh of Egypt. And, and God uses him in incredible ways. He, he uses Joseph as his instrument to store grain for the, the people so that people could, could survive during a time of famine. And then his brothers came. His brothers, the very brothers that had, had sold him into slavery. 20 years later, they, they, they come and, and, and Joseph reveals himself to them and, and they're terrified. They think that Joseph's going to have them killed, but Joseph says no. He wasn't bitter because Joseph understood what God had been doing all along and Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, for the saving of many lives. Oh, friends, let, let's, let's pray for uh, the, the vaccine to be found. Let's pray for lives around the world to be spared from this virus. But more than that, let's pray for people to be saved eternally, for people to come to know the good news of Jesus, for people to come to know the eternal life that is found in him, that, that banishes the fear of death because Christ has conquered death. The second thing that we see in Psalm 46 is a message about God's loving care. Let's look at the the first verse. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. He is not distant from us as we go through troubled times. One of, the, one of the names for Jesus in scripture is Emmanuel. It means God with us. And, and the psalmist says here in verse seven, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He is a shelter that you can run to. And he loves you. 
One of the things that we've been talking about here at First Baptist as we've walked through the Sermon on the Mount recently is we've been going through the Lord's Prayer. I mentioned this week in our newsletter article that during these days when we're washing hands so frequently, I'm trying to take at least 20 seconds to wash my hands with warm water, but during the course of that, I'm, I'm saying the Lord's Prayer slowly and, and, and thoughtfully, and it takes at least 20 seconds to do that. But one of the things that when, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, the first thing that we pray is, Our Father in heaven. And we talked about a few weeks ago when we looked at that. God is our Father, a perfect Father. He's, he's not like us imperfect fathers. God is the perfect father. And his, his love for us is perfect. And, 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 and those of us who are in Christ have been adopted as sons and daughters of the king, beloved sons and daughters of the father. And so he is a father who is compassionate toward his children. And he is a father who is capable of meeting our needs and answering our prayers because he's not just our father. He is our father in heaven, which means he rules and reigns. He's compassionate and he's capable. So what's the implication of that? It means we have nothing to fear. That's what the Bible says here in verse two. It says, therefore we will not fear. Christian friends, listen to me. We have no reason to fear what is happening. What we see from this virus on the news, there is no reason for us to fear what is happening in the present. There is no reason for us to fear what might happen in the future. God has us in his hands and his hands are compassionate and they are capable. There is no reason for us to fear. He's got us in the present and our future could not be more glorious. We have a savior who died for our sins and who is risen from the grave. And so death has been defeated for those who are in Christ. But perhaps you're listening today and you're not certain that you have that kind of a relationship with God. Maybe you just saw this video on social media and, and you, you stopped to, to watch and, 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 and you've got questions about what a relationship with God is, is all about. Or maybe you're watching today and, and, and you're going through a dark time. This has been a difficult week for everyone, but, but maybe you, you, feel, you feel isolated, you feel alone, you feel overwhelmed. One of the great preachers of the 20th century was an African-American pastor named Gardner Taylor. And Dr. Taylor grew up in rural Louisiana. And he tells a story about one time when he was just a very young preacher. He might have still been in his late teens at the time. He didn't have much experience preaching at that point. And so he was preaching and it was a night service and this is down in rural Louisiana. And so there was a little country church and there was just one naked light bulb that was hanging down from the ceiling when all of a sudden the 
one light bulb for the sanctuary it began to flicker and then it it flickered completely out and so the whole congregation was in the dark and so Dr. Taylor at that point was a young preacher and he, he wasn't, he didn't have a lot of experience and so he, he couldn't see his notes and so he didn't know what to do, he didn't know what to say and so there was just sort of this awkward silence when one of the, the, the old deacons in the church call, called out, he said, preach on preacher, we can still see Jesus in the dark. And Dr. Taylor reflecting on that, years later said the beautiful thing is that whether we can see him in the dark or not he sees you in the dark wherever you're at today whatever situation that you're in God sees you and God loves you and God has proven his love for you by giving his son for you. Christ on the cross uh, took, took our sins upon himself. The Bible says that we're all sinners. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But we've got a God who loves us so much that he gave his son. And, that, and Christ took our sins upon himself, paid the penalty for our sins, and then rose from the dead, defeating death in our place for all who will turn to him and trust him. And that could be you. Turn to him today. Trust him. He loves you. He sees you. He desires a relationship with you. Look at what the psalmist says here and, and as we continue to walk through uh, verses 2 and 3. He says, therefore we will not fear though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam. <laughs> I think about it as a kid down at the Outer Banks when I first began to, to get used to going into the ocean and sometimes when the, the ocean would be rough uh, and the breaker, the waves would be coming in and one of them would, would knock you down and, and you'd be down the surf and you, I'd get to my feet and all wipe, wipe the salt water from my eyes and no sooner would I wipe the water from my eyes when another wave would, it would hit me and knock me, knock me down. It's almost felt like that this week is just seemingly not just day by day but hour by hour just all of this news was coming in and so confusing and just trying to absorb it and we kind of felt like we're just being continually knocked back down but listen there is no reason to fear the bible says in first john 4 18 that perfect love cast out fear and we have seen perfect love and the one who died for sinners like us, the one who was raised from the dead, and the one who is coming again. God's loving care. The third thing that we see in Psalm 46 is God's ultimate purpose. Let's look at verse 10. The psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. A week ago, I was thinking that I would be leaving the country to go on a mission trip on the day that you're watching this. And I had actually 
come in from buying supplies for that trip and got a text message that in, in light of what was already happening with the coronavirus overseas that the, the trip had been canceled. And I was talking with one of the people that I was going to be traveling with and, and, and this is one of, the, one of the godliest people that I know. And he said, well, you know what? Maybe God is just telling us we need to slow down. We need to just slow down and be still where we are and go deeper with him. You know, this can be a time in all of our lives as we, as we do this. Let, let, let's, take, let's take this, this, this period, and hopefully it won't last long, but let's, let's take this period and spend more time with the Lord. Spend more time with him in prayer. Let's go, let's go deeper into his, his word. Sometimes we can be like, you know, I think about in the 10th chapter of Luke, the story of, 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 of Mary and, and Martha, and there's Martha so busy and consumed with all of these tasks, and, and there was Mary just sitting at the feet of Christ. And Jesus said, she has chosen what is better. That, that's what is needed for this time. She just needed to sit at his feet. And maybe that can be a time, this can be a time for us to do that. So spend some more time just, just sitting at the feet of our Savior, going deeper with him, knowing him more. But you know what? God's ultimate purpose is not just to be known by individuals here, but to be known and glorified throughout the earth. That's what we see in the latter part of verse 10 where God says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God's ultimate purpose is to be known by all peoples. And this situation is a worldwide situation. Friends, could it be that God is bringing a humbling to the world because he's preparing to do something great and glorious in this world? Let's pray for that. And so toward that end, let's pray for, for, for missionaries throughout the world that are working with people who are, are hurting and afraid or maybe sick. Let's pray for believers in other lands that God would, would, would use them in, in, in a time of, of crisis and hurt to shine forth the beauty and kindness and love of the Lord. And what an opportunity this is for us. What an opportunity for ministry. We've all got people in our lives or maybe neighbors could be someone who's who's elderly or someone who's got pre-existing conditions and who is more at risk and and there's there's a certain uh, fear to 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 get out and that's what an opportunity to to reach out to them and to 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 give them a call and say hey you know can I do anything for you do you have any practical needs that 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 can that I can can, can meet. What a, what a great opportunity to, to reach out and love and get to know people better and just as a church family uh, to do that as well, just to, to care for one another in that way. 
What an opportunity this is to, to speak into the lives of, of people. What an incredible opportunity to, to speak the, the good news of Jesus and truth into the lives of people that are confused or hurting or afraid. One day, Christ is coming again. When it says that he will be exalted in all the earth, the ultimate exaltation is going to be the day when Christ returns. And there will be no more disease. There will be no more suffering. There will be no more death. Every tear will be wiped away. As the Christian writer J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of Lord of the Rings, once said about that day, he said, everything sad is going to come untrue. Christ will be exalted in all of the earth. Everything wrong will be made right. Until that day, let's be instruments of the king's love and peace and kindness and let's trust him in troubled times. God bless you. Let's pray together. Father, we, we thank you that in the midst of troubled times like we're going through right now, that you can be trusted. And you have proven yourself trustworthy. You have proven yourself faithful in so many ways in our lives. But ultimately, You've proven that through the gospel, through the, the good news of, of, of your son. And so we thank you that for a savior who died for sinners like us, who rose from the dead, who is coming again so that we can be reconciled to you and be in a relationship with you and have the peace and assurance of knowing that you have our present and that you have our future and that there is no reason to fear. Father, I pray for anyone who is listening today that, that needs to be liberated from fear, who needs to know you, who, who needs to, to trust you in these troubled times. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would work in their lives and that you would open the eyes of their hearts to turn to the Savior and to trust in him and that this period in their life would be an incredible time of life change. And so Lord, we lift up anyone who's listening to this message. We, we pray for others that need to hear it, that maybe we could share it with others and that you would do an incredible work in all of our lives during this time. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray, amen.